Bass warning. If you do not want to hear bass, please do not listen to this podcast. You're listening to This Podcast Is Only Temporary, episode 11, in which the priority is bass. Steve and Kent, the special guests, will be along next week. Some would say it was because I messed up the time I had to call them in Canada. Others, kinder, perhaps, may believe me when I say I had an idea. There was a song which I worked on during the album sessions which didn't make it to the record. This garden is only temporary. I thought it might be good to talk about tracks which don't make it and why. And the sequencing of an album, which is a really important thing. In the podcast series, we've looked at the songs in the same order as they are on the finished album. But it's very rare that you record everything in that order. And we're listening to the first track I recorded after finishing Everything's Turning White which turned out to be number three. And if you listen to the podcast, it's the third episode. But actually, I started off with Another Sunny Day, then recorded Everything's Turning White. And then I tried to do another song which was influenced by those two songs. And that's what we're listening to at the moment. Well, the first recording I made for that song. And it's called Bass priority, because it's all about the bass. I'd finished Everything's Turning White, and I was really happy with it. So I wanted to do something similar to that song, but coming at it from another direction. And if you're making an album, or you're writing for yourself or for others, if you're really happy with something, it's often good not just to repeat it, but you do want to repeat some things about it, Try doing the opposite of the way you started before. So Everything's Turning White started off as a poem, as a written piece, as we've seen. And for the next track, I thought, okay, I'll write an instrumental, something without any words at all. I had a title, Bass Priority, because it's all about the bass. It's low and it speaks to all of us. When you're writing, you're in a vulnerable position. You're often not very certain of what you're doing, and that's natural, and you have to allow yourself the space to create something. To work out what it is that you can do and that you enjoy doing. And I'd listened to a lot of early recordings I made before Religious Persuasion came out, and realized that one of the things I could do where I wasn't quite so vulnerable was playing the bass. I spent such a lot of time playing the bass when I was young. So with this concept and the title, I thought I'd start off recording bass tracks, one on top of another, one take each, and see what happened. And this is the first track I recorded that afternoon. Bass Priority.
There's something beautiful about bass sounds. I hope you agree with this. I think if you've reached this point in the podcast, you already do. The didgeridoo, the bass guitar, double basses. It's just speaking to something which really resonates with our whole body, I think, not just our ears and minds. That's where I started from, really. The priority of the bass. For once, it's going to be the foreground. It's usually the thing I enjoy most about recording is recording the bass part. They're often hidden behind the drums and behind the words and guitars and things. So I started off with that track. And then added a second one. started to sound like The Cure. My sister gave me 17 seconds and I listened to it constantly for a couple of years. If you're a musician, you spend a lot of time trying to play something well, and when you find the kind of level where you can't go past it, you go backwards in inverted commas and play what you can play. You just play it a little better than you did before. I'd spent a lot of time trying to be a proper bass player and realised, okay, maybe I'm not going to be like that. And I recognised that in this song. That kind of joy division, new order, cure style. So I added another bass guitar playing the same style, virtually, on a Hofner bass. Now, I still didn't really know what key this song was in or what the chords were because the first track was improvised. So the key is try to change note as few times as possible. And sometimes you get it wrong and it doesn't really matter. Just keep playing it. Eventually, it might make sense very low way, in an essential way, because you have given the bass priority. <laughs> so we've got four bass guitars all playing virtually the same thing. They don't really know what each other is doing, but they're feeling their way and it's kind of exciting. I'd added the Paul McCartney thing just by playing a Hofner bass for the third one. So we've got New Wave, that's kind of New Order, Cure bass playing. We've got the Paul McCartney thing. So I thought, okay, next time I'll do it like an old wave thing, like a really, really old progressive rock group. Now, I can't play like that, but I can have a go. And that's what I did for the fourth bass guitar. and put it together with the first one. We got a tune. Added in the second one. And the third. talking to each other. I'm not sure what they're saying yet, but there are crescendos.
my main theme. Sounding pretty groovy. Bass priority. Kept saying bass priority to it, like I've just done. And that's where the vocal kind of idea came from. I'd done that overdubbing of bass parts for quite a long time, actually, on the records. The first person who really showed me I could do it was Simon Polinsky on the Altitude record, because Altitude, the Alt album, which is being reissued at the start of May, taught me about overdubbing bass parts that you could actually just play the same part twice and it would make it sound even better. There's a song on that record called Favourite Girl, which has four bass guitars all playing exactly the same thing. And that's part of what gives it its weight. This is a thing I've done ever since. I haven't done it quite as freely as this one, though, where there's only bass guitars and they're doing whatever they feel not really what they know because they don't know what each other is doing because that's four improvised takes all done one after another. So it was obvious there was some vocal thing was going to happen on this despite the concept that this should be an instrumental track. Everything's Turning White had gone really well and I tried similar vocals in this song. This is how they fit it together. Something is working. I wasn't quite sure what was working yet, but something was. And that's kind of where I left this track. I'm going to play you a version of it which has just got basses and those vocals on it, and a tiny bit of acoustic guitar. I'm sure I'll come back to it at a later stage, but I wanted to just play you the kind of thing which I'll be working on during making the album, which doesn't make it to the final sequence or isn't even finished. Shame. Oh dear. Sequencing is such an important thing on an album. So you've got all your tracks, you haven't recorded them in the final order, but you know there has to be an order. Now if you've got a narrative and you're telling a story from start to finish and you've worked it out already, you do know the order the songs should come in. But that's more like doing a musical or a concept album and usually you have a collection of songs which are tied together with certain concepts or ideas, but they're not actually in an order, so you have to make the order. There's only one time where I recorded the songs in the same order as they are on the album, and that's because that was part of the whole concept of the record. That album's called Garage Band, and I bought a MacBook which had the program Garage Band on it, and it meant that on the laptop, 
I could do what I did when I very first started recording and bought a four-track cassette recorder. Wow, I could overdub things on my own and just make songs myself. And it was such a great thing. I was that excited when I got a laptop that I just said, "Okay, in the next 14 days, I'm going to write a song a day and that's going to be the running order of the record. And that's how it turned out. But normally things aren't like that. You've got a collection of songs and you've got to order them in a particular way. In the old days, the record company would decide what the single was or they would decide with you what the single was and the single would have to be at the very start of the record. And in some ways, it's exactly the same nowadays because if you look at online platforms where your music is, most people just listen to the first track. So you've got to put something good up front It's exactly the same, just the way the digital platforms are actually owned by the record companies. Nothing has changed. But I always thought that when I heard a single and I'd listened to it and loved it, like a David Bowie single, that if it wasn't the first track, it was even more exciting getting the album because you put the album on and there's a great song which you haven't heard before. And I did that on Ray Vaughan, I remember, because the first track, The Soldier's Sash, wasn't a single, and Vision of You was the second track, and that was a single, and Reality Row was the third track, and that was a single. So it's like you have an opportunity of introducing the album to people with something completely new, which they haven't heard before. So I always kind of go like that, and This Garden is Only Temporary was a little like that, because another sunny day I thought, ah, that's absolutely the first track. I always knew it would be the first track on the record. But the other ones, we had to take some time working out the order that they would come in. I remember being shown by a guy who worked at Island Records a kind of chart of working out the order of songs on a record. And to a lyricist, that's really strange because it didn't pay any attention to the lyrics. It looked at the tempo of each song and the key each song was in and the kind of vibe of each song. And he made graphs and put them all together and could work out what the order should be. And I've never followed that because I think it's a little crazy. But in another way, there is an underlying thing that I always remember those charts when I'm thinking of the order of songs on a record. What's fast and what's slow? What's in G and what's in D? What's a minor key song and what's a major key song? If you're thinking of making a record, I'd really advise you to have a think about those things when you're putting together the track order. Think of the guy in Island Records saying, how can you go from a song in G to another song in G? Why don't you go to another one which is in C? How can you go from this one, which is really a good vibe and it's really up and positive? How can you go from that to one which is the opposite of that? Or more likely, why would you go from that song to another song which is the similar vibe? Why don't you try and change things up? Now, if you think of your favourite records, try to imagine the songs in a different order. It's kind of difficult. You think there only is one order that there always has been for these songs. But in fact, the artist has taken lots of time thinking which song should go where. Sidebar for vinyl fans, when you put together vinyl records, the old-fashioned rule was that the end of the side should be a soft song and the loudest song should be the first track of the side. Okay, so that's another interesting one because the technical reason for that is that all the grooves get closer together as they move towards the centre of the record and the wider the groove and the further apart it is, 
the louder it can be. Things get a little distorted when they get towards the centre of the record. There's not as much room physically for the music and maybe the needle will jump or the sounds will be distorted. If you look at some really old-fashioned records, you'll find that this is true. The loud songs are at the start of the side and the quiet songs are at the very end of the side. The volume of the entire record is decided by the level of the quietest song. So you want to try and get the quietest songs as loud as possible. And if you want to do that, you have to put them near the end of the record. So you don't really have to think about that now unless you're a vinyl freak and a vinyl fanatic. But these old fashioned things, and this one is based in physical substances, are very interesting to think about when you're putting a record together. At this point, we should pay our respects and honour Adele, who had the power to tell Spotify to take away the shuffle default on Spotify, which reordered the order which all the artists who have albums on Spotify have spent so long working out. We love Adele not only for her authenticity and amazing voice and writing Hello, which is undoubtedly a great song, but the fact that she actually was able to do that is great because it's crazy listening to albums in the wrong order. With regard to this one, to This Garden is Only Temporary, which, dear listener, is supposedly the subject of this podcast and not me going on for ages and ages about stuff. I knew that Another Sunny Day was the first track and after finishing Goodbye My Friend, that felt like the last track for sure but a lot of the other ones I didn't really know exactly the order they should be in and remember the story we talked about at the very start of these podcasts that's where I started when working out the order of all the songs thinking about some of the things we've talked about today so there are things which don't make it to the album that's why I'd like to play you where I got up to with bass priority next week Kent and Steve will be here if I remember to call them at the right time and we'll talk about the drums on the record and the mixing and nobody will say anything about the bass but you and I know after today's episode that it is important to recognise bass priority.
You have been listening to episode 11 of This Podcast is Only Temporary. I'm Andy White. Next week, Stephen Kent will be here. It's the final episode. Remember, this podcast is only temporary. Please share and subscribe. See you next week. And remember, it's all about the pace. <laughs>